home and laid down to sleep. That began the nightmare on my street. Here's the thing about Dream Master and Dream Child. Freddy is getting more and more entertaining, and the movies yeah. are getting less and less entertaining. That's, that's, a, that's, that's actually, fantastic. That's a really good way yeah. of putting it. That's a really good way. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. It's basically the Ewok Christmas special. <laughs> Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 through 7. The only thing to fear is fear himself. Freddy Krueger made the 80s a scarier place, and we're so glad he did it. On today's episode of Buzz in the Tower, we jump into part two of our Kruger box set review with our good friend Caleb. I'm Max Sanders, and joining me as always, the red and green sweater to my severely burned torso, Mo Shapiro. And with that, welcome to my nightmare! Well, look who's introing the show for the first time ever. It's Max! I'm by myself, in the studio. Feels really strange. To make myself feel more comfortable, I took my pants off and did the risky business thing. I got my Ray-Bans on. I did a little dance before this. I feel calmer now. But unfortunately, Mo is not here right now. Despite being already vaccinated, the Delta variant has infected Mo and his family, wishing them a speedy recovery. I brought them soup. No, I didn't, but I will. On the way home, I'll just drop it. I'll throw it from the car or something like that. (laughs) But wishing you guys a speedy recovery. Love you, Mo. And everyone, just stay safe out there. And I'm so excited to be 
introing this because Freddy Krueger movies freaked me out. I mean, horror movies in general, if you've listened to the show before, I'm a big scaredy cat. Haven't li- watched any horror movies and I had to watch all of them for the show. And these movies really kind of became enjoyable to me. And now I kind of identify with them. I love them all. They're super fun. And we got to talk with Caleb, who has an incredible podcast, Horror Soup, where he talks about horror movies and the Scream podcast too, which he's on is fantastic. He's just a horror aficionado, expert, guru, black belt, all those good things. So talk Talking to him, learning about Freddy, and also kind of getting over my own fears was really a fun time. So I'm just so glad I got to finally intro an episode that meant something to me. We'll get right into that in a second. But first, I just want to tell you guys, keep checking out our social media, Buzz on the Tower Instagram. We're about to hit 10,000 followers. Woo! Big deal. It's very cool. And on TikTok, we have these Buzz on the Tower flybys. If you like or comment on them, you get entered to win a $50 gift card to 80stees.com, the best website ever. I'm wearing one of the shirts right now. I'm wearing my Predator one. I just feel really cool. I mean, I said I was wearing the risky business thing, but I lied. I'm just wearing normal stuff. Although it is hot in here. There was flooding in our office and there's all these fans going. I had to turn the fans off for a second and now I'm all sweaty. But I'd probably be sweaty anyways because... Being by yourself on a pod is scary. Mo had to use all the sound effects. I'm so proud I'm not using the sound effects because that's kind of my Achilles heel. And I always liked the like quick laugh and Mo had to resort to him. Guess what? I didn't. He's probably going to release like the seven takes I did before this. I'm already on minute eight and a half, give or take, of just doing the intro. So he might release those just to embarrass me, but bring it on. I can handle it. It'll If, if it makes someone out there laugh, then let's do it. But let's not talk about laughter. Although the Freddy Krueger movies are pretty funny too. I mean, Freddy's got some great one-liners like it's prime time is one of my favorites but let's talk about the horror let's get into it and let's get into the episode i don't know if we even mentioned this exactly i mean i think people might have picked up on context clues by now but what is happening and the reason we're going through all of these (laughs) is that we literally watched all seven in like a matter of a few days or like eight depending on who you are yeah. yeah, yeah, we committed to the I Have No Life Club the last uh, two weeks. It was pretty cool. We did the, probably the worst job in podcast history of explaining what we were doing. Well, to, <laughs> to, to be to be totally fair, it doesn't take a whole lot to understand what we're doing. As yeah. we're saying, let's move from number one to number two. It, I mean, it's no, not I'm, like, in, I'm in the first 35 minutes of this podcast. <sighs> so, so critical. It's just, no, it's I, great. I didn't feel the need to say it, but I also did just for that one person to be like, you guys didn't explain what was going on. I was lost for an hour, 15 minutes. Now I can just say like, no, send that person over to my Instagram wall and tell them to leave their address. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. You say Instagram wall. This isn't yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You I'm, I'm, I'm like a hundred years old, dude. It's cool. Well, they're going to one of us run social media. We're going to tick the talk. Don't the other worry one, about it. The other one chimes in once a week when he's entertained by a conversation. It's true. It's true. I'm God, it's so true. Wait, that is so true. What is that conversation that we had the other day? I've only spoke to Max on Instagram and then you popped in for something absurd. Oh, wait, yeah. I know yeah. what it was. I know what it was, and it's what we're going to get to in a little bit. Oh, yes. I, I don't know, know what it is. Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. I, I got social media taken care of Teaser. Uh, on the ticket. Okay, the time. yeah, you can handle it. Here. Don't make me Instagram you. <laughs> okay, guys, so for Dream Master, I just Dream have to preface Master. this by saying, and this isn't even just my preface, this is my whole entire statement. I okay. watched the entirety of Dream Master, and not only did I watch the entirety of Dream Master, I watched... 75% of it again right before we got on this recording and not only do I not remember what happened but I also have no clue how I feel about it and that's also kind of a good segue into how I feel about Dream Child <laughs> they're one in the same 
Come on, dream child? Dude, That's are you so terrifying? You know what, no, your your just... unborn child has nightmares? That's terrifying. <laughs> can we just skip Dream Master completely? And, and can you just tell me why you have anything good to say about Dream Child? I will, I will, I will address this in the same vein. Dream Child is the worst one. It, it is, but Dream. Here's the thing. I think with Dream, Dream Master, Master might be the worst one. I don't even. Rem- I literally don't remember it, and I watched it the, more the, than any of the other ones. The only, the only redemption. Okay, here's what they did. This is what I think they did. The only redemption. Let's just talk about these two of, together. Fair enough. So, Dream Warriors is released in '87. Dream Master is released in '88. I think what happened is Dream Warriors pops out. And everybody sees it, and they get the same reaction that we just talked about, which is where they love this expansive universe where you can have superpowers, and they and the ragtag group of team, and they're like, teenagers. you know what? Let's play on that. Let's make a whole dream series where we really de- deep deep dive into that. But then they're like, hey, let's do nothing with it. No, but they parlay that. They parlay that into Alice getting the 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 skills of the people that die, so that she can use nunchucks yeah. and she can do. So it, it was a failed attempt. I agree with you; it's not good. But I understand. At least I understand. It's not like Freddy's Revenge, where we have no idea why it was called that. Like I at least understand what they're trying to do, which is take some of the elements that made the previous one so good and parlay it into the next one. Dream Child keeping in the theme of clumping these all together. We're a terrible child. Yeah. Dream child. The only part of that that I love, there's only, and I do love one part of it. I love the introduction and interweaving of Freddie's mom. Like I do think that whole thing is pretty, is pretty wild, right? Like, but, okay. The reason I don't like that is because the mom has already been introduced and her introduction was already the most grandeur of all introductions in the most disgusting way possible. And yeah, I, agree I with felt that. like I didn't need more deep diving on that. I felt like their first explanation of Freddie's mother and her backstory. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, my. Oh, oh, my God. That's yeah, terrible. that's enough. Yeah. That's fine. I get it. I understand why he is the way he is. See, psych wards and, and monasteries and, and church, old churches. They just that element terrifies me. You know, I just really? yeah, I just I find that like the little bit of me from the exorcist, like anything having to do with like. A religious undertone in a horror film is is just even if it's light. Like I mean, really, there's not a ton of religious undertone to this other than she was a nun at a psych ward. But it just is enough to do it for me. Well, here's the thing I really hate about it. Like, it, there's there's a thing you can do with mothers in horror movie, and you can use them as a good character and a good plot point or something. But once you get rid of it, I feel like you either need to get rid of it or maybe use it as a memory of sorts. And what they did on this is they made her like. Uh, uh, a character that can absorb Freddy and do stuff like that, and I think that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, okay, you have Jason, where he has his mother. She's the mm-hmm. she's the main character of the first Friday. Much the 13th more pivotal movie. role, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets killed, and now he's like, you know, he's just a big dumb dude walking around. So now when people like imitate his mother, he's like, oh, mom. Oh, you're there. I'm like, okay, I believe that he's a big dumb creature. But in this, the mom's just popping around. Is like, oh, I allowed Freddy to still be in this world. I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, you, you, you birthed a terrible child. He went and did terrible things. But now, he like got set on fire, and his soul went into this demon world. And now he's like invading people's dreams. You have nothing to do with that, mom. Right. right. You are not involved with this. Like, you shouldn't be 
a part of the story whatsoever. I don't need to I wouldn't, I wouldn't put up a big fight that these two are drunk. I, I, I don't think they're like unforgivable junk, but I wouldn't fight hard on it. So I got two defenses of this because I actually like these two a lot. <laughs> these are really fun to me. But maybe I, at this point I was into them and I was like, I, it's just kind of melding together. Sure, sure. But the grossest death and the most fun death and the one that haunts me and it's only going to haunt me through all of these is in four, is in Dream Master. It's Debbie's death. The cockroach? Yeah. Yeah, the cockroach death. It's is, freaking is foul. gross. It's foul. The broken elbows. Oh, and my the, God. With yeah, the weightlifting, yeah, yeah. when her arms go all wonky. I and agree. Freddie Spotner. It's vile. And it's then vile. the arms come out, and you're like, what is going on? Although the overfeeding death is really terrible, too. That That's grosses the fifth. me out. Yep. Yeah. I was yeah. just going to cut it, and I was going to say the one thing that I liked out of these two was the feeding death in Dream yeah. Child. It's just the grossest thing I've ever seen in it's my life. So it's so gross. gross. It's so gross. Not only is that like gross and insane, but I also do really enjoy seeing Freddy wearing that giant obnoxious white chef hat. <laughs> that is he, really good. He really was all in. I mean, yeah. like, this, it's, you have to like love about his characters. It was just like unforgivingly all in yeah. on, on all those kind of things, you know? I thought the motorcycle morph yeah. was kind of cool too. Yeah. That was kind of gnarly. And, and the way was, they do... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. And there was some good body horror going on in these ones, too. Like, I feel like these were the ones that was really starting to solidify that the series was going to go into just some weird, gross, like, morphing together and ripping apart kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was kind of cool, too. Um, but I really don't Did like the- that Dream Child ended with babies being absorbed back into stomachs. Yeah. It was that's odd. rough. It was odd. <laughs> now, did five have the pizza souls? Was it e- Freddie eating the pizza with the soul faces on them? The soul pepperoni? Is that five? I thought that was four. For Either some one. Reason. We're, we're, we're yeah. meshing them together. Yeah, we're that's make, true. Yeah. This, it was one of them. We're doing a hodgepodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. So same I think, yeah, I think the technic technical stuff was really fun in both of these movies. Like I like the deaths. Yeah. yeah. I, they're not. I, I wouldn't. Here's the thing about Dream Master and Dream Child. Freddie is getting more and more entertaining. And the movies yeah. are getting less and less entertaining. That's that's, a, that's, that's actually, fantastic. That's a really good way yeah. of putting it. That's a really good way. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. The story. To, to even clarify it more, the stories are getting weaker, and he's getting stronger. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So 100%. they're leaning on him too much, kind of thing. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Like it's, like it's, it's just all could... about Freddy at this point. It's not about like the movie does not matter. They wrote that part down in like five minutes, and they just wrote down jokes for Freddy Krueger. It's basically the Ewok Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I likened it if like there was a movie where that was an hour and a half of Darth Vader. It wouldn't work. Right. I'd, I'd watch that though. You'd, yeah, we totally I mean, they made a movie awesome. that was like an hour and a half of like Chewbacca and his family, and it was the greatest thing in cinematic history. Was that? Are, you, refer- are you referring to One Crazy Summer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm referring to the greatest piece of cinematic history. Will- Willow, obviously. Max looks so genuinely confused. I'm I don't, confused. I don't no, know either. I'm, I'm confused. Is there a che- oh, I'm, my brain's thinking, is there a Chewbacca movie I've missed? Oh, the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, yeah. You, do you mean the one that Lucas said? And by the way, this is the same George Lucas that was okay with Jar Jar Binks. The, he said that if he could take a sledgehammer to that movie, he would kill it. <laughs> it's like, it's God's gift to the world. Really? Um, I, I need to so see this. bad. Yeah. You haven't seen it yet? No. Oh my God, Max! It's, I didn't know it existed until we did the Empire Strikes Back. Spot. Now, now I get his joke about it's Chewbacca. You meet Chewbacca's family. It's, you do? It's, oh yeah, dude, love beef. <laughs> so Chewbacca's has a family member named oh, yeah. Lumpy. Yeah, it's Max. It's it's you gotta watch it. Yeah. It's really bad. It's the it's greatest. Really, really that bad. it's it's 
Okay. It's the most entertaining thing you'll ever watch in your life. I'm leaving it at that. Okay, cool. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> so it's you. You clumped four and five together, which I actually think is a good idea because I think they have the same flavor. I, I'll tell you something, and I'm not just saying this because this is the uh, the last one I watched. So I did these a little bit out of order because I caught the remake and then did Freddy versus Jason after. Excuse me, before this one. Um, I remember being in the movie theater for Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. I I love this one, and quite honestly. If I had to pick my favorite, I'd go Dream Warriors. This might be my second favorite over the original. Like, I really loved this. Now, I, I I qualify that, though, with I think the reason I love it so much is I remember seeing it in the theater, and there was just nothing like seeing this movie in the theater. Was it Packed House opening night? Kind packed of House opening night. Yeah. How old were you? I think I was probably 11. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe 11 or 12. How'd you get in? You sneak in? No, I think my my dad must have taken me. My mom never would have gone to see this movie. Yeah. So it must have been my dad that took me, but I, I love this movie. Um, So you're referring to Freddy's Dead? Yes. Okay, so I just pulled up my letterbox review of Freddy's Dead because I wanted to see exactly how I felt in the moment. Um, I gave it two stars. I gave it a like, <laughs> though. Um, but I said, I don't even know what to say about this plot. Um the added storylines to Freddy, Young Freddy, or the effects. I know... All I know is that I hate it, but simultaneously love it. Uh, why did Freddy smash a hamster in the middle of his class? Why weren't any of the other six-year-olds sad or terrified? These are questions that will never have answers. That's the only part of the movie I remember, really. Actually, that's not true. I remember other things, but that's the only part of the movie that stood out to me. Why did he... Why did none of those kids freak out when he destroyed a hamster with a well, hammer you're, you're, it, it you're asking you're asking yeah. the wrong question the bigger question that you should be asking is how are we not talking about tom and roseanne arnold Barr and their cameo in this movie at the local circus do you remember that i don't even know who you're talking about oh my god you know roseanne Barr? no the show roseanne you remember the Sad show Roseanne? Flannel. Did I care about it? No. Well, I don't care if he cared about it. But, so <laughs> Do I know the, her last name? No, I know her first name was Roseanne. Okay, so you know Roseanne. <laughs> Do you remember how there was a guy that was married to her that basically married her just so that he could become an actor as well? Do you remember the movie uh, True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the guy who, the guy who was his partner that played uh, with him? That's Tom Arnold. Okay, 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 I'm following now. Yeah, so that's that was Roseanne Arnold Barr, whatever her name was. So... There in uh, in Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. They go back to Springfield, Ohio. Springwood, excuse me. I was thinking of The Simpsons. Springwood, yeah, I, Ohio. I, I, we all knew you were thinking of The Simpsons. We were all wondering <laughs> where you were going with that. Yeah, that's that's all right. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, they go back to the hometown, and there is this insane carnival with no children and a bunch of adults who are seriously mentally ill because of all the murders and deaths that have taken place. It's pretty weird. And out of nowhere. This woman grabs the three kids and says, children, you could be my children. And it's Roseanne freaking bar. And then Tom oh. Arnold comes in. And this is not, this isn't like uh, Johnny Depp's cameo. This is them at the height of their popularity doing a 35 second cameo in this movie. Not to mention uh, Johnny Depp's cameo when he does the, this is your brain on drugs. If you're my age, Caleb, how old are you, Caleb? Uh, 23. Okay, well, man, you look terrible for twenty three. So <laughs> I know. If, <laughs> if you're if you're my age, you rem I grew up watching those. This is your brain on drug commercials, mm -hmm. and watching that spoofed in a movie by Freddie was hilarious. The guy, uh, the one kid, ends up being uh, Road Trip. Do you remember the movie Road Trip? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's got he's Frank and Meyer. Yeah, yeah, it's he, the guy we're bringing full circle with uh, Mark Paul Gosler. He was in Franklin and Bash. Yes, together. Thank mm -hmm. you, thank you. <laughs> 
So yes. And I, now we're Zach to the future. I, Zach to the future. <laughs> and also Alice Cooper is Freddie's dad. Yeah. That's kind of wild. Right? But see, yeah, this see movie, we're, we're returning you on this. We'll get no, you from two stars to three stars. Oh, no, 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 I'm not raising my rating whatsoever. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. you could do that would be You're dug in. It. Heels are dug in. The video game part was great. Yeah. I really like the video I, game part. I would say entertaining, but again, not great. Like, there's a lot of things yeah. in Freddy's Dead. I will say, Freddy's Dead, this was, you said this was supposed to be 3D, right? Yeah. It makes it so much sense. I remember. It makes <laughs> so much sense because there's souls flying around and like. Yeah. Dude. What really made me angry about this was like the flashbacks. Oh, to his to him playing with his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy sleeping. That one, that one. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Oh, man. Those are great. Those are great. <laughs> It there's, felt like it was flashing back to an episode of The Wonder Years. It was so much fun. <laughs> there's nothing that really stood out in this to me that was like amazing. All this stood out is like, okay, this is this is the best Nightmare on Elm Street background movie because there's always some insane effects or something outlandish going on on the screen that doesn't really matter to me that I don't really need to pay a lot of attention to. This is the nightmare that I could put on in the background and I can look up, I could look at it any given time and I could be like. Okay, so Freddy's doing some weird soul stuff again, and I could just keep watching without missing anything. There were some cute, like the tip of the hat to the Twilight Zone, uh, Freddy on the plane, uh, on the wing of the plane. Stuff Isn't the this beginning. the one that started out with him, like recreating the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, this movie sucks. <laughs> this movie the hearing sucks, aid dude. I like. Now that I'm, I like the hearing I'm, I'm aid. Like, there's a lot of parts in these that I'm mixing up with the other ones after watching all of them in such a short period of time. But now that I'm remembering exactly which one this is, like, yes, those parts are fun. But the I I I am more than ever firmly standing by my two star <laughs> rating, and I will not I hope, go I, But I gave I it a like, two stars and a like. That's where it's. I 100% concede. 100% concede that is. It's just the nostalgia effect that puts this as high as it does for me because I saw it in the theater. 100%. Concede. I mean, that's fair. Does he blow that's up at the end? Is that what happens? I think they, so. They put a piece of dynamite on him, and boom. I don't know what dynamite is, but dynamite maybe. Dynamite. Well, I mean, here's <laughs> dynamite. You say it. Dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. Okay, so here's the thing. I. Here's the thing, Mo. Here's the thing. I would agree with you. Based off of that logic. But I saw Jack and Jill in theaters, and I'm not calling it a good movie because of my experience. Maybe I should have seen Coming to America 2 in theaters. Maybe. I saw Wild Hogs in theaters. Oh, great movie. <laughs> Is that Travolta? That's every... That's uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen, Travolta. <clears throat> every every aged actor out there. Martin I saw Avatar in theaters. <laughs> Just like everyone else in the world. I hate Avatar. <laughs> really? It's, I like, I like oh, Avatar. You liked Avatar? Stan, no, that's the real wolves. conversation. It, it's, it's the Smurfs, not Dances with Wolves. It's blue. It's Dances Smurfs with Smurfs. Meet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love Avatar. I like Avatar. I thought it was visually that, entertaining No, that's to watch. the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Boo. I don't like that. Really? Yeah. It's Man. so pretty. You know what? You know exactly what's going to happen the entire time. It doesn't matter. Most of the movies you watch, maybe remember, he won't remember, stay with remember him. Remember when you and I watched? Maybe he that, likes being crippled. Remember when you and I watched uh, Standing Tall or whatever it was? And I was walking like, tall. Walking Tall. I was like, yeah. here's what's going to happen next. Yeah. So we still liked it. Mo, the first Thursday. movie I ever walked out of theaters for or on in. How the fuck? Oh, wait, wait. you walk out of a movie. You walk into a party. <laughs> um, that's the first, the first movie I, walked, I ever out. walked out of. Was Avatar? Was Avatar. Wow. You want to know why? 
You could probably I guess do. it ends seven it like times. It? <laughs> it it you know what it does? It fades out to black at least four different times before it ends like it does something that sounds like the movie is ending they're like wow we really solved all that everything's good in the world and then it fades out to black so i literally i remember getting up and i actually here's fun fact me and brie uh most people on the show already know this but me and brie uh dated in seventh grade that's how we met each other and we saw avatar together and three different times we stood up because we were like oh the movie's over and then it just fade back in, and they'd start doing stuff again where you had to sit back down, physically stand up and sit back down and go, oh, so it's still going. Okay. <laughs> and then on the fourth time, I was like, no, I'm not sitting back down. I'm leaving. This movie is done. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's more watchable than you do, but... but I've never finished You've gone it. to the Disney-like place, haven't you? I would, yeah, because I'm, I'm, there old, it is. I'm old and No, soft yeah, your kids liked it, I, right? I, my kids haven't seen Avatar. That's no, they've been to the Avatar Disney World No, place. not yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to like explain why you like this terrible You're movie. You're trying to help. It's okay. There's yeah. no way that any kid today could watch Avatar and like it. I'm confident. No. They'd have ADD from having the 3D glasses on. They'd freak out. <laughs> Even without... <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> I love the handshake. He's yeah. so. Di- All right, move move on from Avatar. Yeah, so let's get over Avatar. This respect. is ridiculous. This is, this uh, is so many tangents. Wes Craven's a new nightmare. I am. You love this. Yeah, I really like New Nightmare. I feel like it wasn't. It wasn't perfect to me, but it was almost perfect to me. I may be biased because I truly believe that Wes Craven is a genius and can't do wrong. But New Nightmare was like. I feel like it was the perfect bandage to a series that went completely off the rails like a series that went off the rails so bad that there was nothing that could possibly save it but this was like a good little band-aid like you know what let's just let's call it even <laughs> like they wipe the slate clean basically they're like okay now we're good yeah. I, I give them i give them i give them mad credit it, when when you do something like this it's a huge risk and i think that deserves respect yeah. when you when you take a franchise and you're willing to because uh, something like this if taken the wrong way it, as much as you might think that uh the previous two movies you know dream child and dream master and new uh not new nightmare final nightmare what you're saying is been this could have been the worst movie in the world easily right yeah and 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 instead and so like you're taking a risk so i i appreciate the hell out of that i think it's and i I don't love it, but I like it. And I thought the idea was creative. And now you look at Max had brought this up before. Are there any other movies that break the fourth wall? And you said, we're going to talk about it. Uh, Cabin in the woods. And, 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 and I use it as an example, not because it broke the fourth wall the same way, but like the idea that there are these like gods watching these horror films that were created. It's just very meta concept and it's a risk. And when people take those risks, they can really pay off. And I think both these movies paid off in that way. I actually can't name a single other, like, you know, meta movie that does it the same way that this. I can't think of a single one. I think that this has been done so many times, even in, like, even in other movies. Well, obviously, he made Scream way later, but, um, well, not way later at all. 2000. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Six years. No, Scream is uh, 96, right? Yeah, Yeah, Oh, really? Oh, yeah, the first Scream. I was in high school. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so not way later, literally just a couple years later. I don't know why I was thinking way later, but um, he did. I feel like there were like some similarities in these just in the meta sense, but I also feel like this is way more meta than Scream, which is kind of crazy to me, too, when I think about it, because I'm like, it almost feels like 
this should have came after Scream because it almost feels like Scream should have been like his preparation to making something this meta that turned out this well. But he made it first, and it kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I it's it, again. The, the, I just give so much credit to the risk. The, the, the if, Whatever you feel about the movie, that he staked the name of the franchise on doing something that this was this unique and different. I, and, it, and again, it was entertaining. It turned out well. I think it's the best intro scene out of all of them. That like they're playing with, you know, the new claw. Right. And it just oh, takes so over. Good. Yeah. It's so, so good. it's so gnarly, yeah, yeah, like yeah. how they do the new claw. Yeah, I was blown away. Oh, the the whole thing. I mean, and just and and just the you got to give. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name who plays Nancy Heather. Heather Langenkamp. Heather, yeah. Just to give her credit, you know, you, I'm thinking of Tropic Thunder. You know, I'm playing a guy who's playing a guy. <laughs> I mean, like that's not that's not easy to do. I because mean, that's here's hard. the thing: it, it's it's hard to even explain how this movie works like to be in it to act it to write it to be involved in it in any other way is insane because if you told me to explain like if i'm just walking around someone was like hey tell me uh tell me what the plot of new nightmare was i'd be like i i can try (laughs) i'll do my best right right like when they're reading the script at the end it blows my mind it's just like it like sent chills on my spine i was like i'm actually like watching a real movie yeah where like they're trying something it's just a strange feeling And this is the longest one, too. It's an hour 52. Which like, is also funny. We didn't talk about that. Oh, I love how all these yeah. movies are like an hour. 90, 85 yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just in and out. Which I love. I That's what I love about this series, too, is that none of these movies try to be more than they are. And like, sure. even the ones that are terrible, you know what? They're like, I, I appreciate that they weren't terrible and 30 minutes longer than the previous. So, and, and for being short, too, if you notice in the uh, opening scene, God, I can't remember which one it was. It may have been. Hit me. You mean the scene? It might have been Freddy's Dead, uh, the final nightmare, but I just remember like they're rolling the intro credits and there's action going on in the movie. Like it's th- like most time when you, most of the time when you watch a film, the rolling intro credits, there's like maybe some story being told or maybe some light music. This was like full on like the guys rolling down the hill and it's like produced by and yeah. it, and <laughs> so it's not just the fact that it's an hour and a half long. It is like you know, soup to nuts. It, it is full action, full the whole time. It's it's just wild that they do that. Yeah, I didn't know she was actually married to a, a stunt coordinator guy, too. Then they asked him to be in the movie, to, like, be the guy. He's yeah. like, I'm not being that guy. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Yeah. And they have a kid named Dylan. From Dutch and Dylan? Uh, no, no. No, different right. Dylan? Okay. This Dylan, I didn't like this kid. Well, I mean, I guess you're not supposed to like him. He's just like, when he's jumping, like, he's reaching for the sun. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you stupid kid. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. It's like. No, you stupid kid. That's good. That's a good drop. Make sure we use that as a drop next time. <laughs> Joining us next week, Max the I Hate Kid Sanders. Yeah. You stupid kid. Or Robert England painting. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> He's painting madness. Can, I, can Robert England ever do anything ever? Like, so, I, I can't see him as anything other than Freddy Krueger. He said this is his favorite of the uh, Freddy Krueger movies. Because he got to be, something. He got to be yeah, himself, yeah, like an yeah. actual person. That's funny. Which is actually so insane, too, because all he ever does is boast about, like, how, how like, fine-tuned of a character that Freddy Krueger was. He's like, oh, yeah, I did this and this and this for my character, and I tried really hard to fine-tune this. And then he's like, oh, yeah, but New Nightmare is my favorite because I'm the exact opposite of Freddy Krueger. Right. I'm like, what? All it's all things. you talk about, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Oh, uh, God. So he's, I'm, he, you I'm, know he directed some movies, too. No, I really. No, I didn't know that. Any good ones? Uh, uh, let me. I think it was three seven nine seven six evil. What is it called again? Let me double check. Eight seven six five three zero nine evil. 
976 evil. Yeah, he made a, he made a couple of these things. I think he made uh, I think he made two or three of these things. But yeah, he directed a movie called uh, Nine Seven Sex Nine Seven Nine Seven Six Evil. I'm actually really curious. I'm really curious. Uh, so we already we kind of I'm kind of glad we got rid of the remake because now we really only have to talk about what we'll call the last one, which is Freddy versus Jason. And I was actually really happy when you said you liked it. Th- this is it's not the best, obviously, but. If you're a fan, so I, I'm, I'm rambling. I read an article one time and I wish more than anything in the world that someone would actually do this. The Expendables. Have you guys seen The Expendables? No. Yeah, but I don't from, remember it vividly. Sly. Yeah, so basically like... A million people. Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They got, all, they got all of the action heroes together. I would love nothing more than if they made a version of The Expendables with every... With help with Pinhead... With Jason, with Freddy, uh, you know, with Ash from uh, Candyman, yeah, like everything, and and did this kind of like ultra movie. I, this was my. Isn't that just Stan Helsing? What is this? Isn't that just Stan Helsing? What is Stan Helsing? It's like look it up right now. It's like a play I on will. Van Helsing. It's with uh, uh, Kevin from Shameless. I love Kevin. Yeah. Hold on, take a pause. Shameless just ended, this. by the way. Stan. How was the last season? I'm I've, I'm fully caught up except the last one. I finished it. Um, oh, it's a spoof movie. It's really good. That. It's really good. I just, I'm upset. Fiona. I'm really upset. I really like the way that they ended it. I feel like they didn't tie enough of the loose ends. Like I feel like there could have been an entire, an entire another season or two. Like there were like yeah. enough loose ends at the end of the series that I was like. I hope they tied up Lip, because Lip, Lip was left kind of in a way. Like, the last few seasons for Lip have been wrong. Oh, man. That's a bummer. Ah, dude, I'd say, like, halfway. And that's what I really wanted the most, too. But I was like... Yeah, I mean, right? They, they like, tied it up with him, but not enough where I was like... It wasn't... Uh, it didn't do it for me. It made me kind of like, upset. Did they play on his intelligence at all? He finally, like, kind of made it in an intelligent way where he got to use his brain or no? No? Yeah. Okay. They kind of they kind of like dropped off with the whole college thing after like a few seasons ago and never went back to it. Like he just like he was he was a genius and then they were just like, eh, we're bored with eh. the smart thing. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna you know work on motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, so the the Stan Helsing uh, just took a look at it is more of a spoof. I actually would love to see similar to the Freddy versus Jason. That's like my fantasy film would be to have a, like an actual horror film. Kind of, again, kind of you almost, want like Avengers. Kind well, of thing? You, you haven't seen cabin in the woods yet. And I like, have. Oh yeah. yeah. So like the next evolution of that, right? Like they had the list of all the different things, like bring in all those characters and have like a, like a evil versus good, you know, kind of so like the elevator scene, but like longer. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like Avengers symbol, you know, uh, something, something like that. <laughs> that elevator scene haunts my dreams. Everything haunts your dreams. You, uh, you berating me haunts my I dreams. Am, I am really mean to you. Well, wait, that's reality. Oh, easy now. So Freddie versus Jason. Uh, I was excited to hear Caleb that you like it. I, for just as a fanboy, I just thought the idea was cool. I, I loved watching the two of them interact. Um, Freddie stole the show. Break it down for me. Like what happened? Why are they both together? So basically, and and you know, actually, I'm not gonna do this. Caleb, you want to do it? You're this is kind of your genre to speak to. You want to give the rundown on the movie? I'm happy to if you okay. don't. No, 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 I am. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, I for all the horror fans listening to this, I should address the elephant in the room because otherwise people are gonna be pissed. Everyone typically hates this movie 
because it breaks all of Jason's rules and all of Freddy's rules, and it makes Freddy like scared of fire, Jason afraid of water, but like water, not even yeah. just on a on a psychological level, like just boiling down to just if they see either one of those things mm-hmm. or like you know their side of it, that they'll freak out. So everyone kind of hates it because of that. I personally like it for kind of the same reason that Mo was saying it's two worlds colliding, you know, and it's just kind of like it's something that you always want to see, but everyone always hates it because everyone did want to see it and then when it finally happened they felt really let down, they felt like there was no It would justice. never leave up to the fa- live up to the fantasy. Exactly. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that like, that's how it's going to go for the most part. There were a bunch of ridiculous things about it, but pretty much um it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> Actually, it's not. It's stupid. <laughs> So, Freddy needs to come back, and he needs to kill some kids, as is Freddy tradition. Of course. F- fear of Freddy and fear of his existence is what his blood fuels him. Is fu- it yeah. fuels him. Yeah. So, he has to he co-ops Jason to get that. Exactly. He needs more power, and he just decides, like, he's like, oh, well, you know what? I got into the lore of this guy with a big dude with a machete. I could use him. It, makes, it really makes no sense, because how would he ever even know that this guy existed like i don't right. i don't get that whatsoever but consensus it, evilness the whole explanation for it is pretty much just that in the intro he's pretty much just narrating it's robert england just going like hey guys so i'm not as strong as i used to be so to get stronger i found this big old guy and yeah got it on Un- uh, unrelated unrelated to this specific movie but related to the friday the 13th I'm not a huge Friday the 13th fan, but I've seen a lot of them, and I don't remember which one it was. But I will tell you my favorite scene ever from the Friday the 13th of all the films I've watched. Hey, it's still Max by myself in the office wearing my Predator shirt, and I have no idea how to segue, so here's the ad. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, sure. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. <laughs> Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man, and I need this kind of stuff. It works. is it's it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley and Cocoon. You know, what I mean, it's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, She loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, Check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. The, the, the question in the Friday the 13th movies versus Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, he's in this like, you know, dream state plane where you, it's not like you can call the military to go after him. But in the Friday the 13th movies, the elephant in the room on those movies is, okay, like obviously there is a murderer at this lake. 
let's go get the military and get bombs and weapons and, and kill them. Isn't he undead? Yeah. And well, it's not that he's even undead. He is. And he regenerates a host of different ways, but the, the bigger part is he can be killed. He's in the real plane. Okay. He's existing in the real plane. Like he's not in your dreams. So everyone who's ever watched these movies has at one point said, okay, when would they just not get a bunch of weapons, call the military? They're one of the, uh, Friday the 13th, the opening scene of the movie. Uh, Jason goes to hell. If I remember, Jason right. goes to hell. That's it. It was my favorite scene from any of them. So it starts off with the co-ed taking the shower, obviously, and, and you know, like, but but it's it's like almost making fun of how that's how it is. And then you hear the no. Am I doing that right? That or is that Mike Myers? Now I can't remember. That's Mike Myers, isn't it? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it starts off with that, and she, of course, grabs her towel, and she's running through the forest as fast as she can, and he's just slow walking, but he's going to catch up with her, and he gets into this, like, open space, and all of a sudden, boom, sp- like, spotlights, spotlights open from everywhere, and the military pops out, yeah. and they just unload on him, yeah. and I was like, this is the best <laughs> intro to any of these movies ever. It was, it was, it, I was immediately bought in 100%, and they still found a way to carry the story on. Yeah. I know this isn't Jason versus Freddy, but I just, it no, popped into my head. I just yeah. thought it was great. I thought it was great. Yeah, so I'll agree with you with uh, that intro and Jason going to hell being one of the better ones, because it makes sense. If you have a creature like that, or a giant killer like that, you should just bring the military in and take them out immediately. I see no reason why that doesn't happen in every other movie. I even settle for the National Guard. They they, yeah. ne- they never get past a bumbling sheriff. It's like, hey, we've got a killer. He's taking out 300 kids. Get me Dewey, the bumbling <laughs> sheriff. Dude, I'll settle for Paul Blart Mall Cop at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, what was the... Uh, the Seth Rogen movie where not <laughs> observe and report. report that that movie that movie took me for a hot turn. I was not expecting what what I saw when that I was saw a very that strange movie. movie. Very yeah. strange movie. Yeah, I will settle for uh Seth Rogen and Superbad, like at this point. Oh God, I love that movie. Him and Bill Hader. Yeah. Oh my God, amazing <laughs> in that movie. God, they were so, that movie is so great. Devin McLovin. I want I want a whole movie oh, of that. God, I love Devin that McLovin movie. just hanging out, dude. But yeah, Matt, that, uh, wait, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Mo. Side, no, no, side go ahead, go, go. Again. Max, I was just tell, talking to someone about that the other day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole movie right there. Two and a half hours of them just pulling people over. <laughs> no, taking five hours. Oh, like what, a, what a great buddy cop movie. <laughs> it's probably just a documentary. They just put like body cameras on them. Oh, my God. <laughs> body cameras on fictional police officers. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 That'd be so anyway yeah i agree that's a really good intro to jason goes to hell it just sucks that everything after that is easily know, the worst thing it i've ever seen weak. in my life that's not only my least favorite uh jason movie of all time that's easily one of my least favorite movies of all time it's not good but the intro is amazing. I, they, and that's maybe that was such, such a letdown because it started so strong. And, 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 you know, the reason I brought it up is that, again, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. The, the downside of, uh, you know, the downside of Freddy versus Jason is they made the characters too fallible. You know, what makes these movies great is they're supernatural, right? And so movable force, so be, object be, or whatever it is, being afraid of water and That's being afraid right. of fire <laughs> is, but I mean, there's, but there's a couple scenes, there's a couple scenes in that movie, like those, all those bodies that are in dream comas. I mean, they're kind of like creepy, spooky, good scenes, dream comas, green dream comas. They're heavily yeah. sedated, like basically like inception kind of status. Yeah. A little bit like inception um, to prevent them from basically dreaming because this is the way for 
for the town to prevent uh, Freddy from coming back. It's it's a it's a good movie if you're a fan of either franchise. It's not a good standalone movie on its own. Would you would you say that that's a fair way to look at it? We're on Freddy versus Jason now, right? Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that's kind of fair. <laughs> I don't know because here's What's my the best qu- death. Here's my question about Freddy versus Jason. Like, did they need to include the kids and whatnot? Because here's the whole thing. I feel like there was too much writing on the fact that they needed to explain why Freddy and Jason were fighting, and the explanation sucked anyway. So I feel like at that point. Right. The, the kids were the kids and everything involved like you know them getting the hypnocell and everything else like them breaking into the uh, hospital to get it and like to fight back against Freddy I feel like that was all like the least the all of that was way less important than Freddy fighting Jason but what we got was a lot of that and then a little bit of Freddy fighting Jason and then there was also too many limitations on what they could do and what they couldn't do like to end the fight instead of the filmmakers just focusing on them actually fighting and doing what people wanted to see. I I think I get what you're saying. You, you bought tickets to the heavyweight championship boxing match and there were too many matches before. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't show up to that fight to watch you know, some, some local kid and then the main event like you wanted 15 minutes long. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I just I, I go back to the whole risk taking aspect of it. Like the reason that I thought Wes Craven's nightmare, I, I give them credit because it's a bold move. You don't see two historic franchises be brought together like that. Was and that was this before Alien vs. Predator or after? Yeah, this is way before. Okay. Right? I mean, this is, let's see, this is 2003. I don't know. I almost yeah. said New Nightmare was way before Scream earlier, which I had to take back immediately. And then I so. gave a random date because I do that stuff sometimes. Tourette's. <laughs> I just want to fill dead air. Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, Alien vs. Predator is 2004. Uh, wait. Oh, oh wait. so it's only a year yeah. before. Yeah. Freddy vs. Jason cool. was, oh, I was going to say, I thought it was 2002, but yeah, 2003. Yeah. So way before, like I said. <laughs> way before? <laughs> way before. Dude, did we just rip through the entire Nightmare on Elm Street catalog? Yeah, and we only partially finished because um, you guys have it's a, a tradition. Kind of. Not a tradition, but you have a this is an extra series kind of thing where you recast. Do you have some options? Oh, were we I didn't know we were casting. Are we recasting? Oh, I thought we were. Oh Jesus. We uh did you prepare for a recast? No. This, let's let's off the top of the head. Even better. Well, we only really need to re, we only really need to recast one character. No, oh, you well, want to have re- like Glenn? I have a few different ones, but I didn't care. I didn't know how many you guys were that. No, oh, I, I let's do it. Let's do it. I was not prepared for that, but I I've, I've always got some recasting in the tank. What let, let's dance. What do we well, got? We sprinkled the remake back and forth and we hinted about how for some reason Mo likes it. Um, and we talked a little bit briefly and it, to be fair, we didn't solidify a lot for this and we did say that we were going to watch like eight movies in like a week. So <laughs> we were, I think we, I think we did good. I'm impressed. <laughs> we were already doing a lot. So I did a brief recasting thing in tradition of buzz in the tower. I think you guys do right. really cool I segments where they, uh, they recast people. They, I'd listen to the star Wars episode and you know, you you did make a uh, a choice that that I don't agree with, Mo. <laughs> 
I feel like I feel like you and Caleb would do much better. You guys are more in line. I, 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 there's, there's, there's disappointment yeah. in Caleb's yeah. voice. <laughs> I can always tell when you're going to talk about one of my picks when you start off. Now on this pick, Mo, just <laughs> look. I don't want to say you're an idiot, but you're an idiot. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just, just disappointed. Just disappointed. Don't you dad disappoint me? What do you, who who struck you as off on uh, recasting the Empire Strikes Back? Which you can check out on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and Spotify uh, at Buzz in the Tower. Continue. I'm sorry. So you picked the wrong Russell, and it really rubbed me the wrong way. Who's the other Kurt? Which one? Kurt Russell? Who's the other Russell? Wyatt Russell? The one with wings. The one with wings. <laughs> yeah, I'm so lost. I'm so lost. You speak in haikus once in a while. I like it because I like being lost, but <laughs> w- wings. Russell with wings. Caca! Russell Crowe! Crowe! Oh. Crowe! Is that it? Yeah, of no, course it is. It is. Right. Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. So here's the but here's this tricky thing about Russell Crowe. When you when care. you do a recast, uh, fair. <laughs> well well put, Caleb. Moving right along. <laughs> when you do a recast, you have to pick actors from the eighties to recast in those movies. Who? Russell Crowe, tell me what he was in, in the eighties. Who? Russell Crowe, tell me what movie Who cares the movie? It's a great movie. Is that the Care Bears Part Three? Who cares? Okay, hold but on. Caleb, tell me. Hold on. Caleb, tell me you love Virtuosity. Please tell Dude. me you love it. So, so on my other show, Scream, yes, that I host with um, Ash and Elena from Morbid, we yeah. were covering. Well, we have different stories for this. We were covering. Okay. I say we were covering Virtuosity. They say we were covering Scream. And when we went onto the recording, I said, "I am so excited." to talk about virtuosity how stoked you guys and they were like we just watched like scream and i was like like drew barrymore was craven like neve <laughs> campbell like that because i just watched a russell crowe like masterpiece yeah since 6.7 yeah let's go and then we did an episode where they talked about scream and i just compared scream to virtuosity because we watched <laughs> different movies and we didn't have time to <laughs> move back and reschedule course correct yeah, yeah. <laughs> How the wife and kid Caleb so what, still dead? What I'm saying is, Virtuosity is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Yes, it's so good. Have you seen it? I've not seen it. It's Denzel Washington as a one-armed cop taking on Russell, Russell Crowe Crow in virtual as reality. a computer, a virtual reality com- super killer who has the 200 biggest serial killers in the world in his brain. Nice, and they're all fighting for supremacy. And I will a, have to take a look. And the main serial killer that killed Denzel Washington's wife and kid is oozing to the surface because he sees him and he only wants to play with Denzel Washington. It's so, so good. You are riled Remember up about this. Remember that scene where Denzel Washington is like, no, dude, I know that he's in there referring to like the killer of his wife and they're like, no, he's not. And then Russell just kind of drives by and he like winks at him. <laughs> yeah, dude, that movie's fantastic. Or the Scream Opera. Remember that? Oh. He makes an opera with people's screams or his... He, he eats glass to come. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. So I haven't talked about virtuosity with anybody in my entire life. I'm just hoping for it's the Wait, best. Well, that was my oh, issue, God. too. And I was Kelly Lynch is the girl. I, ne- I didn't have anyone to talk about it with. And then I went on and they watched a completely different movie. So I still never <laughs> talked about it after writing notes and being excited about talking about it. I'm excited to watch the movie and then catch your guys follow up podcast. Virtuosity, <laughs> a Max and Caleb production. No, it's just going to be 
It's going to be one minute of virtuosity for 137 episodes. Excellent. There we can do go. it. Oh, no. Virtuosity was also in the 90s. I have a question real quick, and then we'll get right to this, and we won't tangent anymore. Have you seen The Lawnmower Man? Oh, yeah. yeah. We talk about that movie all the we time. We just talked about it five yeah. minutes beforehand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you? I go, look, I'm Lawnmower Man. <laughs> and he, and Mo goes, will you, will you knock it off? Because <laughs> he was licking his spoon like a weirdo. Oh, yeah. my God. It is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, Lawnmower Man's great. Lawnmower Man 2 rules, too. Easy now, easy. Maybe I, I like I like the effects. I don't agree with that. Rules is a strong word. It's not garbage, but it's not. His like far gold from outfit is cool. Tangent aside, to your original Russell Crowe remark, and to you shutting down my comment, as Max will tell you, I make a lot of rules for recasting. You got to have someone who had a significant career in the decade that we're using to recast, which is the '80s. Although, take that aside, I agree with you on Russell Crowe. I would have used him if he had had been in anything significant, any significant movies in the '80s. I would have done it. So, who's Freddy? Who do you think? Who would you put as Freddy? He he was in Rafferty's Rules. <laughs> In 1987. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm just going by the rules. So, who do you... Let's not... Freddy's got to be how we finish. Who else did you recast outside of Freddy? Okay. So, I started with him, but that's probably a good point. Well, I can't get to my second person either because it kind of plays off of him. Um, okay. This is a good segue because it goes with what we we're talking about. I think Rooney, Mari, or Rooney Mara as Nancy... I think she should have been replaced with Russell Crowe. <laughs> I think, hear me, and hear me out. I think to Australian I th like fight. I really think that we need a different take on our final girl, and this time the final girl needs to be a man named Russell Crowe. <laughs> I love it. Like, are we talking South Park Russell Crowe? Because I think that would be perfect. Yeah, I mean, fighting around the world. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Fighting around the world. And also, I have a question for you, Max. Did you call Russell Crowe Australian? Isn't he? Uh, you're like the third person I've had to break this to, champ. Oh. Yeah. What is he? New Zealand. New Zealand. Right? Yeah. Oh, I think man. the Aussies are going to be very mad at you for that. <laughs> Uh, I'll talk to them. I don't know. I don't know if you. I, I don't. I don't bring this up often. I actually lived in Australia for a short period of time. You bring it up all the time. Uh, not on the pod. You never let me. We always edit it out. Um, well, so it's interesting when you first when you first get to Australia, it is virtually impossible to distinguish the difference in the two accents. And when you leave, if you stay for over a month, you can hear the difference. It's it's incredibly uh, a, a sharper difference. That and, and probably an English accent as well. It's it's a pretty sharp distinction. But you're right. Um, New Zealanders, Kiwis take offense to being called Australians the same way that I wouldn't want to be called a Canadian. They're Although called, I, I do love Canadians, I wouldn't want to be called one. They're called Kiwis? Uh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, the All Blacks, uh, their rugby team is like all black jerseys. It's, uh, it's a pretty good rivalry. It's actually probably a little more intense than America, Canada. It's like Michigan, Ohio State. Not that intense. No, <laughs> no. This is all, I don't, I don't, uh, I have so no other, idea other what the hell you right now. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's tangent. Other than Russell Crowe playing every single role in your remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street, which I assume you're going to be calling A Nightmare on Russell Crowe Crow Street. Crow, Crow, look, Crow look Street? here's the thing. Crow I was Crow starting Crow out with other people. Russell Crowe was not supposed to be the first one I mentioned. You gave me a role, and I abided, and I ended up on Russell Crowe first because of that. Fair, fair. Max, Nancy, who do you got? Bah, Nancy. Strong, good-looking, Russell Crowe ice cream. <laughs> Great accent. Is it too weird if you do Jamie Lee Curtis? 
Because she's the Halloween chick? No, I don't think so. Are, in this world, are you swapping her? Like, are you getting rid of her in Halloween and making her the star of this? Ooh. Or is she, like, just Boy, a what a queen good element to add to our recast. That if you choose someone, it pulls them out of the it, other world. It sucks them out. Yeah. It's just oh. back to the future. Not, like, out of anything, but if it's a significant thing, like, these are two big horror franchises... Can she be in both? I'd stay away from Jamie Lee Curtis. Stay away from her? Okay, yeah. fine. I, I wouldn't stay away from her. I know. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kelly Lynch. What about Kelly Lynch? Yeah. That's the that's the girl from Virtuosity, by the way, with the short hair. Oh, Doesn't look she the same. was in that, wasn't she? She is. I know. It all ties in. It's all Virtuosity. I, see, to me, there's a no-brainer. Leah Thompson. That's what I thought at first. Yeah. yeah. I just like similar look, similar like, uh, you know, like pretty, but not over the top pretty. I, I I would go Leah Thompson for sure. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. I like that. What's uh, Caleb? Who you got for Nancy? I already did. I started. Rob, sorry. Russell Crowe. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should we move on uh, to the next one? Yeah. Uh, who's your next character that you would like to recast? There's Katie Cassidy as Chris Fowles. And I do really like Katie Cassidy. I want to start off by saying that. She's in Arrow. She plays Laurel in Arrow. And top tier. She died, but, you know, that sucks. I think she should have been played Chris Jenner. <laughs> oh, this is good. That's good. Chris <laughs> Jenner. Huh? There you go. Remember when she, yeah. met, when huh. she met with him at the diner in the beginning? Yeah. yeah, that's Chris Jenner standing in front of him while he's floating. Oh no, we're, no kidding! I didn't realize that. Yeah, may, well, in my world, make it Chris Jenner. All right, say Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, wife. no, I know who she is. Yeah, she's been in like Scream stuff before. Yeah, um, like forty-seven meters down or up I'm just or are sideways. You, are, you, are you picking from the eighties? No, this is 2010, right? Katie Cassidy? Well, I know, but I, I'm so used to just always picking actresses from the 80s. Like, I'm thinking just pick, but you're thinking current day actresses. Well, for this one, because, yeah, yeah, this is 2010. Yeah, all right, current day. Uh, I went by your rules for this one. I took the, the Mo way. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. Rosie O'Donnell. There you go. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. We're going yeah. somewhere. We're getting somewhere now. She'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> She's got an attitude. Yeah. I like this. Uh, who do I? Oprah who? Winfrey. Oh, bro. <laughs> Julia Lewis, uh, Julia Dreyfus. Louis, what, I can't say her name. Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Thank you. She's yeah. like 50. Yeah. She's a 50 year old teenager like with a teenage You boyfriend. know I have trouble with this because <laughs> I'm going back to the 80s. Oh, you're going back to the 80s. Okay. Yeah, man. Sometimes you got to switch stuff up. I mean, Russell Crowe's still available. <laughs> he was he was arguing. He was arguing my point. That's good. It's good. Look, yeah. Russell Crowe's doing great lip. things nowadays. Did you guys see Unhinged? I hear it's incredible. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's literally just Russell Crowe <laughs> living his actual life, but on screen. <laughs> it's just him road raging for two hours, right? Yeah, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. Who is your Who's your next victim? Okay, so next up we have Thomas Decker as Jesse Braun. He was also in Jennifer's Body. He's been in some weird little roles. I don't know if you guys remember him very well. He was like the kind of nerdy looking he's the emo boy yeah 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 pretty yeah. much the emo boy that's what he always is he tipped the waitress really poorly he like put down 12 bucks with like some pennies and i was like screw you man you're not tipping the waitress was enough. that didn't he didn't he tip more though was it is this wasn't it his friends that like didn't tip and then he tipped more? maybe but he threw he threw it down in such an arrogant way i just got annoyed oh when he's like walking off yeah because he was still being kind of rude to her 
Yeah, I get I mean, you. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a bartender, I man. That's you, what I, I just love when you say that. <laughs> you do it every episode at least one time. You're like, yeah, my Falcor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, 2010. Chris Hemsworth could be fun. No, he's too good looking and too muscular. And Thor wouldn't die. <laughs> I want. Yeah, I definitely do want you guys to go first on this one because I feel like you might get the perfect one. I already found the perfect one. Okay, Miles Teller. It's not it, but keep going. Um, no, not you. That's fine. You gave your answer. I'm not telling you to change your answer for me. <laughs> Are you right for mine? <laughs> yeah. Nick Nick Jonas. That's okay. That's tasty. Yeah. That's not bad. He's good. Yeah. You're getting there. You seen him in Kingdom? I have. Yeah. I like Nick Jonas. I'm he's, a fan. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Okay. And he's got that chilled in the corn kind of dead eyes to him a little bit too. A little pasty. Max, I have no idea who the hell you're talking about. Mo, you got you got close. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, guys. Pete Wentz. Oh, all right, boy. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I freaking like that. Can he act? Has he done anything acting-wise? Yeah, he's done music videos at least. <laughs> music <laughs> videos. That's what a cop out. Wasn't he in uh in that band? Uh, Fall Boy. boy. No. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Deccan. Dude, he's in no. Fall Boy. If we're gonna talk about a band he's <laughs> yeah. in, we're not talking about something no, called. No, no, Deccan. it was. It was it, didn't they do the song uh, "Dream Warrior"? <laughs> you had to bring it back. Sorry, I'm I sorry. I should have known we were going there. I try. I I feel like a fool. I have two Fall Out Boy tattoos, by the way. So you really? shout out Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Do you have Pete Wentz's face on your face? No, I got leave, uh, my, sh- leave my podcast. <laughs> I got sugar. We're going down swinging on swinging, swinging <laughs> with Patrick Swayze <laughs> with Adventure Time. Uh, I got good complex. Get it, pull it. Never, mind, I give up. Statistically, <laughs> statistically, everything that you say, <laughs> there is a twenty percent chance that Max has a tattoo of it. You can say potato, and he probably has a potato tattoo. I have a Wookie cookie. There you go. I don't have a potato. Welcome to the Rock. A Wookie, a Wookie cookie? cookie. Yeah, it's a a Wookie cookie in a Han Solo cup. It's like a I like play. this. Yeah. Most most tattoos are puns. Yeah. All right, well, get your get your, yes, this, <laughs> yeah. you know, get your get your focus. Get your focus. Okay. Who's our who's our next recaster? Okay, okay. We're nearly done. We only have a couple more before we get to Freddy. Clancy Brown. And I want to say Clancy Brown. I love him. I don't know why he was in this movie. No, there's no reason for it. It made no sense to me, but it's fine. He's the bad guy from Highlander. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah. He's also the bad guy from Shawshank Redemption. He's the the guard. Yeah. And not only that, he's in everything. Yeah. He isn't a lot. He isn't a lot. You know, I got I got a good one for him. I got a good one for him. Okay, go, go, go. Harrison Ford. Great gray beard Harrison Ford. Grumpy, kind of what upset. Is wrong with you? I don't know. He's more of a hero though. No, but that's does. why I like that. I like switching it up. It's gotta I be someone that. villainous. Whatever. Hold on. I can't think of anybody. Al- Alan Rickman. <laughs> Alfred Molina. Again, you're lost with me. Doc Ock. <laughs> He's Doc Ock in Spider Man 2. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's also the creepy guy from Boogie Nights with the little Asian guy with firecrackers. Oh, I was, for a minute I was thinking, Dirk, Dirk, you look so good. <laughs> you both lost it, dude. <laughs> Who it's, you got? It's Fred Gwynn, Judd from Pet Cemetery. Oh yeah, big guy, big huge jaw, big head. Uh, you'll the minute you see him, you'll know exactly who he is. Oh yeah, I do know. Him. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a really good call. It's like a dad mixed with Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. No, it's but that's perfect. Dead is better. <laughs> Pet cemetery is terrifying. You don't uh, want to go walking over there, see? 
when oh my god the south park god i love south park well uh, the the achilles uh cut on the leg oh god that gives me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it um all right who's your who, who's your next character i'm excited to get to freddy who's your next character okay let's be through this we have kalan it's probably just kellen lutz as dean russell i would have preferred caleb kreischer which is wade from butt crack <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which movie is this? I'm I'm getting lost. <laughs> Dean, We're moving too quick. Dean We're Russell. Too quick. Who's Dean Russell? Kellen Lutz. Kellen Lutz. Yeah. I don't know who that is anymore. Come on, Max, pull it together. Is this in the new movies? Okay. Yeah, he's he's in, the, he, that was in the remake, but um, and then this is the other side of it. The lead role in Butt Crack. <laughs> I want him to be, to be Dean. <laughs> Oh man, I'm going Tom Holland. That's pretty good. Look at that. Look at that DVD. I'm gonna go Michael Buck B. Crack. Michael B. Jordan. All right. Yeah, that's different. It's had some color. Well, neither, neither of them are in uh, <laughs> Butt Crack, the movie, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't even. I didn't even care about this character that much. I just you just wanted know. to hold up Butt Crack the movie. I got gotcha. you. I saw where you What's were coming Butt from. Butt Crack the movie about. I talked to our man. He's got the DVD. That's what I'm asking. Oh, I don't. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's about butt crack. Is it an evil butt crack? Is it a haunted butt crack? Oh, haunted butt crack. What a <laughs> that's an elevator pitch waiting to happen. Yeah, it is a film by Troma Entertainment. It okay. is directed by a beautiful, written and directed by a beautiful man named Jim Larson. I once got him on a phone call and talked to him for about two or three minutes, but um, Hawaii started exploding and I couldn't talk to him. Butt cracks aside, let's let's let's, let's keep talking about yeah, butt cracks. Let's, let, no, we're not going to keep talking about cr- butt fun cracks. to say. I, I, I know I don't get to say it enough. Cracks, butt Good cracks. Lord. <laughs> let's let's get to the big guy. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk Freddy Krueger. Let's talk who we're going to re- uh, recast in his place from that era. Okay, I actually just remembered too that I did skip one other person because I was waiting to do the Freddy Krueger <laughs> one. So just so you guys know, there is. <laughs> It's a package deal. That's fair. It's a package deal. Yeah, I had to put it together with the other one. Okay, so I'm going to start off. Um, Toby Maguire, obviously. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's so dark and weird. <laughs> I picture like Spider-Man 3 emo him kind of fooling around, doing like the weird dances while like people die in front of him. I'm just hoping that the Ryzen directors would kind of like fix it up a little bit and make it like less creepy in the most disgusting way. Um, like they did in the original, and they'd be like, you know what, Toby, we're just gonna we're gonna tone it down a little bit for you, bud. I, I just so we're clear, I have the answer to this. But uh, are you gonna do your second pick as well, or you want to go through Freddy first and then go? No, let's do Freddy first. You guys do your thing. Max, uh, who you got for Freddy? James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> just the voice or the entire? Yeah. Oh no, the body too. I want him kind of like schluppy and big. <laughs> I've got. Welcome it. to prime time. <laughs> <laughs> these, these are cute i can give you the right answer now what in honor of our episode that released today uh game of thrones 80s edition i'm going uh, with peter dinklage jack gleason joffrey he's like 13 no not now what's he look like now he looks like he could be freddy krueger he looks like a horrifying version of joffrey an older a, a, a old teenage version of joffrey okay hey, well, oh, okay i don't know yeah <laughs> it's not it's not blowing my skirt up well then maybe you need to wear a looser skirt <laughs> <laughs> and that's our new catch line oh god 
right, who who did you package? I'm curious, Caleb. Who did yeah, you hold over to go with Toby? Game of Thrones sucks. Oh, <laughs> boo, boo. <laughs> Boo you, sir. Boo shame, you. Shame. Shame. The Goonies sucks, too. Oh, man. Who do you got? Who do you got? Who, who'd you hold over with uh, with uh, Toby McGuire? Hey, who's attached? I held off because, okay, there is Kyle Gallner, Gallner, whatever, as Quentin Smith. Mm-hmm. I think he should have been played by Michael Sarah. <laughs> That's actually kind of good. Yeah. Mainly... It's because Michael Sarah played Tobey Maguire in Molly's game, and I feel like this connection will bring them closer, and they'll be able to bring this movie out of hell. I can see it. And Scott, I got, I got some Scott Pilgrim vibes, too. Like, he's been dumped. You know what I mean? Like, he's kind of aware of the ridiculousness of going on. He could just be Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, we could do that. Can we just make yeah. the remake Scott Pilgrim? Scott Pilgrim, there you go. You can't re- re- no. Do not remake Perfection. That's my second favorite movie of all oh time. Lord, calm down. Second favorite of all time. Second favorite. Shawshank is number one. We've actually talked about two of my favorite movies ever. There you go. Exciting so I go from Shawshank Ooh. right to Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, I like dessert after my you know steak dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like to switch it up. <laughs> it's a good comparison, actually. Yeah. Oh my. What's Lord. your favorite movie, Caleb? Actually, I want to know. The Dark Crystal. Oh yeah, we did talk. Wow, that's all right. Sorry, Max is never actually listening to you. He's no, I was. I mean, he's actually. I partied Max, hard in my twenties. Who, who, who are you picking? Who are you throwing in there, Max? For James Earl Jones. That's really? It. Yeah. Oh, I guess I wasn't listening either. Oh. We're not on James Earl Jones anymore. Oh, for thank you, Max. Yeah. Come on, catch up. Okay. <laughs> for Quentin. Yeah. Quinn from Quinn from the boat <laughs> in Jaws. So 2010, kind of heartthrobby. Jonathan Quinn Taylor from Thomas. How mother. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. Like young Jonathan Taylor. Like 90s Jonathan Taylor Thomas with the, the middle part. Or the guy who played Sean Hunter. I, You're getting 2010. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I know. We're, we're, talking, we're talking 2010. I'm going Keanu Reeves. He's like 50. I know. Not in, two, not in 2010. He's like 40. <laughs> so oh. it gets older as we go back. Keanu Reeves is ageless. Do you have age dyslexia? Yes. Like you just don't understand what age is. <laughs> Look, I didn't have time. I didn't prepare for this. I'm picking people I want to see in the movie, yeah. and there it is. You have it. Jason I would Mala. actually vomit if Keanu Reeves played Quentin. <laughs> Old John Travolta. <laughs> I would still Nick vomit. Cage. Nick Cage. Nick Cage yes. in like a young mask. Yes. Joe Pesci. Rodney Dangerfield. Jeez, oh, Freddy, what are you doing? Oh, Freddy. I get no respect. Get no, out of my dreams. Rodney as Freddy. Rodney is Freddy. That could work. Oh, man. Hey, it's prime time. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it works. Oh, well, Caleb, you now have joined our bigger tradition. Recasting is one tradition, but f- the wheels falling off at the end of our podcast, that's really the hallmark of a good Buzz in the Tower podcast. Well, Caleb's good. His wheels fall off from the beginning. Oh, this guy. Shots fired. Yeah, you acting like there were wheels on this podcast for any second of it. This I- is a Fred Flitstone foot go thing. Foot go. <laughs> foot go fast. Max like foot go fast. <laughs> oh, man. Caleb, uh, dude, this was great. Thank you so much for asking us to come on the show. We had an absolute blast. This has been swell. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for reaching out and whatnot. Uh, this was this was a very fun experience. 
Us too, man. And uh, it will be the first of many times that we get Max and you guys together for your bromance to blossom. I don't want to stand in the way of true love. Don't talk about our calls, Caleb. My wedge. <laughs> <laughs> we are in love. And, and just to the, the fans of Horse Soup out there that are listening, just a, a quick note. If you uh, you got a problem with Caleb and you want to throw something up on his uh, reviews, just feel free to reach out to Buzz in the Tower. We like to interface with people. And yeah, we got words. his back, bro. And, uh, and, and really, I'm always looking for an excuse to go to jail for a petty crime. So this will be <laughs> great for us. And uh, if you enjoyed listening to Max, probably not me, at Buzz in the Tower, social media and our podcast. And Horse Soup is the definitive voice on horror films in the space. I got no one better out there who does it. And yet he doesn't make soup. Which is weird. I know. Super weird. Well, there is no good way to segue into this, so let's just do it. It's time for the Buzz in the Tower guest spotlight. Today's spotlight is from one of our oldest podcast buddies. I love their podcast, which has the best name ever. It's the 80s Movie Montage Podcast. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and they have such a passion for 80s movies and their glorious montages. I mean, I just love a good montage. Who doesn't? Real genius, tons of montages, studying montages even. And they have a joy about their love of movies that's just infectious. I especially love their Back to the Future and Real Genius episodes, obviously. (laughs) Also, check out their glorious Instagram page, at 80s Montage Pod. That's 80s, you know, you spell it with numbers, not letters. 80s montage pod. So let's see what they had to say about their favorite Freddy Krueger movie. Hi, this is Anna. And this is Derek. With 80s movie montage. And we are here with our favorite Freddy Krueger movie pick. What is it? Well, you know, call us boring or call us purists. Either way, we're going to go with the original. The original A Nightmare on Elm Street I do give uh, some uh, honors to A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Okay. Because I enjoyed the Dream Warriors concept. Little runner-up yeah, to our favorite. Exactly. I could get on board with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you beat the original. It introduces this amazing character that has now lived with us for 30-plus years. And it's also the film debut of Johnny Depp. So there you go. It's tough to beat that. Tough to beat. All right. So that, again, is our favorite Freddy Krueger movie pick. And this is Anna. And this is Derek. From 80s Movie Montage. You can't go wrong with one. That's just, that's so classic. The melting stairs, the synth music. The I mean, Johnny Depp in it is always jarring. You're like, oh my God, he's in this. And then, you know, the blood smoothie of him on the ceiling. My goodness. I mean, what a fun movie. It really sucked me in. It got me excited about the rest of the series. And I knew I was going to enjoy them all. So, I mean, this is a great pick. And Dream Warriors, ever, if it, Dream Warriors is not in your top three, just get out of here. I weirdly like four more than most people. And two, I kind of like a lot. But one and three unequivocally the best ones so they did a good job thank you so much Derek and Anna for coming on I mean we couldn't be happier and I'm so glad I'm wrapping up as a solo artist I am meant to be a duo I'm kind of a Dan Aykroyd to Chevy Chase I need someone else I guess Dan Aykroyd starred in some movies but he's always better kind of accompanying someone like a John Candy or in Ghostbusters or he kind of needs someone to bounce off of or Belushi like I feel like I'm the Dan Aykroyd of the show and most the Chevy Chase because he's kind of the smart Alec and he's kind of the leader of the group and can carry a movie by himself so I will be so thankful next week when Mo comes in and can just swaddle me with his voice so thanks for listening everybody love you all stay safe out there You're still here?
It's over. Go home. Go.